Good evening. This is Bill Young, and welcome to Prayer and Lunch Podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 11th, and it's the feast day of St. Claire of Assisi, and one of my favorite saints. Uh, I had an opportunity a few days before the canonization mass of uh, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta uh, to go to Assisi on a day trip. And it's a beautiful uh, town, beautiful ride. Uh, got to see the desk of uh, St. Francis. His church was in his church. And we got to see uh, uh, the little Claire's, uh, Sister Claire, and what she built in her church within her church. Unfortunately, it did not allow us to take pictures uh, inside those little churches, even though we did see some people, <laughs> I won't mention who, who were taking pictures, but. I was good and didn't take any pictures, so we have to go online and see if we can find someone. And uh, so today in the news, well, today in the news, uh, Joe Biden picked his VP candidate, and it's uh, Senator Harris, which is a kind of surprise. I mean, yes, I think it, it was a good choice for him, but it's going to be a big turning point, good or maybe bad. It depends how uh, how uh, Joe Biden uses uh, uh, Ms. Harris. Um, she's a former attorney general for the state of California. So she has a strong law enforcement background, believe it or not. But today, in the Democratic Party, the far left, the radical left, uh, at Heber, and uh, I mean, they want to overthrow our, our country. And the people, and I'm going to tell you this I'm, as you know, I'm a supporter for Donald Trump and Pence. And Pence came out with a good saying he's looking forward to having a debate with, uh, with Ms. Harris, Senator Harris. And that's a good thing that he, he did that. So, the what you know, it's like a fork right now, it's a fork, and uh, Joe Biden could go one way with Senator Harris, or he could go another way. One way he could, I would think, win the election. That's what he, I'm assuming that's what he wants. But it's not going to be the way that he thinks. If they keep silent, especially uh, Ms. Harris was the prosecution about what's going on in uh, uh, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington, New York City, Chicago, Illinois, it's this country. They're making a grave, grave mistake. They will lose, and they will lose badly. Now, it's kind of interesting. I, I'm watching the interview of uh, Attorney General Barr, and one of the things he said he, he saw in these individuals from Akiba uh, was had a little symbol of the hammer and sickle. They each had that on their... On their person, and this is for Marxists and communism. And today I was watching um, another big thing going on on Bishop Sheen. He was like on the brink of becoming the first U.S.-born saint in the Catholic Church. I mean, he was right there, and then all of a sudden, some uh, U.S. bishops 
disputed something in, from his uh, past from, from what, 66, 69, for a year period when he was, uh, uh, I don't know if he was a bishop, I think upstate New York, I'm not quite sure. And um, first we're going to ask the prayers of St. Clair today to pray for the enemies of Bishop Sheen. And if it's up to the Lord, should he become a saint or should he not? Now, if they have evidence contrary of Bishop Sheen becoming a saint, that evidence should become public. Of course, they're hiding so much evidence and then so quiet on it. The general public on the U.S. bishops don't believe most of the bishops. So they're losing their credibility. And this just is something else. What are they hiding? If you have evidence, speak up and say what it is. Everyone in this country is allowed to see their accuser. And Bishop Sheen should be allowed to see his accusers of why he is not a saint when at every other point, even John Paul II, when he had met him, uh, they always, uh, he was a good person. So why all of a sudden now they say it's not? So it's, that's, you know, it's secretive. So when people do something in secret, you don't know if it's truthful or it's not. Now let it be God's will. If he shouldn't be a saint, then he shouldn't be a saint. But if this, this is for enemies because they don't like the person or they don't like when he was bishop, when they were bishop or they were priests or whatever. <laughs> the truth, let the truth be known. Let the truth be known. And that's all we ask as Catholics. Let the truth be known. And that's part of that's politics. So let's get back to, uh, uh, and I reposted that on my uh, Twitter account on uh, Bishop Sheen's uh, uh, talk, I think it was his, from his first season, his last episode, like his 26th episode. And uh, it was about communism. And he, he talked about if the United States, and he said, he quoted Lincoln too, Lincoln says, communism would only come within. And that's what today is, is within. Bishop Sheen didn't get to see the, the the devastations of uh, communism rule in the Eastern Bloc. Uh, uh, and he just missed it. Starting with the Ronald Reagan and uh, John Paul II. How they basically Berlin Wall, they knocked it down and the communism went down everywhere. Even for a while, it stopped in, in Russia. And of course he said that they have to be have become consecration through, that's what even Thomas said, the consecration of Russia will change Russia from communism to back to its Christian Catholic roots. We'll pray for that also. And uh, so again, go back to Biden, Biden-Harris team. Do you want to really win? Now, I'm saying this as, as the person who's supporting Donald Trump. If you really want to win, 
you have to go with the law in order. You have to, it, no one, no one likes this. I mean, even in Democrats, <laughs> black neighborhoods, they all want their law enforcement. So thinking that they want to destroy the, the police departments, that's just the hammer and the stick of a talking, not the general public, the voters. And that is going to be the number one issue. We, especially if we get a, a vaccine for this virus, they say it's possibly October. If we get a vaccine, then uh, coronavirus would not be the number one issue anymore. So come the election, November 3rd, it's going to be law and order. And Biden could take advantage of his VP candidate since he was the Attorney General of California. Like I said, it's the second largest Department of Justice under the Department of Justice of the United States. So that's, that's, that's a pretty big area that she, she worked on. And Harris, Ms. Harris, we know is a strong candidate. I mean, she's a strong personality. And she could, you know, most say that most candidates, VB candidates, they're the good attack dogs. That was the expression, attack dogs, because they would attack the opponent's president candidate. And Harris is going to be doing quite attacking of uh, Donald Trump, so expect that to happen. And she may be doing a lot more talking and a lot more than uh, that presidential candidate, to be honest with you. Uh, so my advice, go back to law and order, because that's going to be the number one theme come November for both sides. Who are you going to believe is going to do it? Right now, the Democrats cannot, they're destroying themselves, they're shooting themselves. And they're going to have a, a group that believes in the hammer and sickle. I mean, even AOC is a Marxist. She's a self-proclaimed Marxist. Bernie Sanders is a socialist working on Marxist. So if, if their goal is to go to become a communist country, they're going to fail and they're going to fail big. So we're praying to God, what the will of the Lord. God knows everybody how what they feel, what to do. You know, I even uh, uh, mentioned how, and I'm starting to, I'm not, I'll be honest, I don't know anything much, much about it until I heard it on uh, Father Chris Alors on his uh, 3D, uh, 3, uh, uh, 3 series on the end of times. And he's, in one of the ones he, he talked about, uh, uh, in France, those uh, little children, uh, and they're on the top of a hill. I just saw a little bit of story of it, and how Mary appeared to them and told them many things. And, and one of them was going to be a great pope with a great leader, and that could be, it could have been uh, the Pope John Paul II, who was great, we call him great John Paul. Second, and the leader would have been Ronald Reagan. So maybe that's what they were talking about. But if not, I mentioned last time in my last show that uh, if it's something in the, the future and Trump wins again, then it could be him and uh, whoever the, the Pope is two, say two, three years from now. I don't, I don't think the Pope is going to last four years. Like I don't think 
the pipeline is going to last four years. So we'll, we'll see what happens. So let's do some prayers. And so I looked it up online and well, prayer of uh, St. Clair. So you have some good prayers. And uh, let's see how to pray. Uh, one of our prayers is a simple prayer. And it's almost like, uh, it looks like more Francis of Assisi's prayer, but let's just see. Um, name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there hatred, let me show love. Where there injury, show pardon. Where there's scars, sword, harmony. Where there's doubt, faith. Where there's despair, hope. Where there's darkness, light. Where there's sadness, joy. O oh, Divine Master, great that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console to the understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is the giving that we receive, in the pardoning that we are pardoned, in the dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Now it doesn't say here, I don't know if that's something that she wrote or France of Assisi almost sounds like his prayers. Uh, because I was trying to find prayers that she did, she prayed. Oh, here's one definitely that she, she prayed. Prayer to St. Clair. God of mercy, you inspired St. Clair with the love of poverty. By the help of her prayer, may we follow Christ in poverty of spirit and come to the joyful vision of the glory in the kingdom of heaven. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, with the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. And, uh, let's see. We'll try to do some more prayers. So, have some, some of a few prayers I want to do. I'm reading, reading from my prayer prayer book that I got back in 2007. Those who are not familiar with my uh, podcast, Prayer and Lunch, uh, we started this back in 2007. And so we've been praying Prayer and Lunch for all those years. And how I came up with Prayer and Lunch? Well, I went on this discipleship re retreat and then from that, um, I was thinking, well, we have morning prayers and we have evening prayers, but it doesn't seem like we have any prayers at lunchtime. So that was my first thought. So we try to have it middle of the day, have prayers. And back then, uh, um, podcasts weren't really that popular, but they were downloading information. So you could, at the time, download it to your, from your phone. And uh, so we've been doing this for 12 years now, I guess, right? And uh, so, God, if, you, if you've listened to some of those over 1,500 uh, uh, shows that I've done, 
And when you've gotten a lot of credit like that, things happen. <laughs> a lot of amazing things happen. Uh, good. Of course, you always get challenges too, but uh, I always like to think it's a good. You know, we still have our causes to bear. And uh, so, a prayer in my prayer, prayer book, and uh, prayer, prayer, pray, and I thought it was 2007. And it's page uh, 357, and it was, My God, do not forget me. My God, do not forget me when I forget you. Do not abandon me, O Lord, when I abandon you. Do not go far from me when I go far from you. Call me if I flee from you. Draw me to yourself if I resist. Pick me up if I fall. Give me, O Lord, my God, a vigilant heart so that no vain through may take me away from you. A just heart, so not perverted into attentions, my lead me astray, strong and courageous heart that resists every adversity, a free heart which no disorder passion can dominate. Grant me, I beg you, the will to seek you, the wisdom to find you, a life to please you, the preference that awaits your trustful and grant me a trust that the end of my life that I shall be united to you. And uh, what else? some other prayers I want you to do for tonight. Just give me the extra time. <laughs> uh, okay. This is a pretty big book. I think one of the things they have like different recommendations of prayers and um, August, August 11th. Oh, uh, a prayer to ask God that all illnesses, all illnesses, and that's in 102. So uh, today, and I, I don't know, I'll leave the link for the Archdiocese of uh, Philadelphia, and they do uh, daily prayers for those who have coronavirus. And uh, so, and they're also doing the, the um, novena to Mary, to the Assumption of Mary. And so that, of course, I went out that day and they had that today. It was very great. And it's, I believe it's Monday through Thursday they're on. So I think they take the weekend off. But we still could be praying. So let's go to 102. I think I had that. Okay, this is an important prayer right now, and we have the time for that. It's not that long. It says the prayer to ask God that all illnesses may bring forth good. And that may be tough to think about considering the time of coronavirus. How could something like that horrible disease come out with good? Well, let's pray the prayer and see what happens. Lord, your spirit is always so good and so gentle in all things. Give me, therefore, your grace so that I may not be, behave in an un, un or un, 
Christian manner in a condition which you have permitted me to find myself. As a true Christian, may I realize you as my Father and my God, whatever my physical or mental state may be, because the change in my condition does not change anything in you. For you always the same God, both when allow me to suffer and when to comfort me. You gave me health to serve you. I have often used it disrespectfully. Now you permit illness in my life. Do not let me use it to irritate you with my impatience. Lord, Keep me away from the sadness which self-centeredness may bring because of my own sufferings and because of the love I have for those things of the world which I can no longer enjoy. May I desire the gifts of health and life only in order that I may use them for you, with you, in you, thus fulfilling your will in all things. I ask you neither for health nor for illness, neither for life nor death, but dispose of my health, of my illness, my life, and my death as you please. For your glory, for my salvation, for the good of the church and all its members. Lord, May I accept your will, and may I glorify your illness with my suffering. May it bring me closer to you, even yourself, Lord, choose to touch my heart through your own sufferings. It is very signs of your suffering that you recognize by your disciples. It is by the cross which you carry, you recognize those who are your disciples. Know that I too, I am a disciple of your suffering, I bear. United my will to yours, my pain to those who you suffer. Let my sufferings become yours. Unite me to yourself. Fill me with yourself and with your Holy Spirit, enter my heart and my soul to sustain me in my sufferings, so that in my body I may make up all the hardships that still have to be undergone by your passion, so that you may accomplish through your members of your body, the church, her perfect communion, fulfillment, and one filled with your presence, O oh Lord, my Savior, grant that I shall no longer, I who live will suffer, but Christ shall live and suffer in me. Amen. That's such a beautiful prayer. And so I encourage uh, for those who are suffering, please pray the rosary. And those who are family members who may be suffering, pray the rosary for them. 
And you're welcome to pray the rosary with us. I'll, I'll put the link on my podcast, peoplepodcast.com. And uh, the link for the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. So tomorrow, 8 p.m. So it'll be tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, and uh, Thursday for this week. And then it goes back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Excuse me. So, uh, again, I hope my prayers. We're praying for uh, Bishop Sheen that he become Saint Sheen. And it was so close. And if any bishop or anyone really has evidence, it should come out to the public. Why stop someone becoming a saint unless, you know, is it what evidence you have? And, you know, we're, that's pretty much most Catholics fear. We, we want to know what's going on. You know, you, you hide information from us, you, bishops of the United States. We, then we don't believe what you're going to say. You know, you lose your credibility. So please, if it's truth to be said about Bishop Sheen and about any other bishop, current or past, come out, say it. Don't let them hide behind the veil. You need to open the veil. That's what, that's what I'm saying. And Mary wants to release the veil. Let us see our Lord Jesus Christ through her veil that will be opened. Amen. So I'll talk to you guys tomorrow and have a great night.